TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Now one pulled to right field, and he's got another one. Jake Cave with one to left, now one to right. His seventh of the year, and the 261st for the Twins this season. That call courtesy of Fox Sports North. Dick Bramer on the call, and that put the Twins just seven home runs away from setting the single season home run record. This is hour two of the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes where the magic number is 26. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill just off Chambers Street on the left edge of the grandstand. If you're out at the State Fair, planning to come out later because Score North is out here all afternoon long. We'll take you right up to Purple Daily at 2 o'clock. I'll be back at 4 for Mackie and Judd with Rami until 6 and the Score North merchandise booth is open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily so uh, uh, stop by and uh, check out what we got for sale. Show us your Score North mobile app and receive a $5 t-shirt. Dude, I know we do these reads a lot, but yes. it's important. Yes. The Bombas Away for 50K contest you is like to the again? coolest thing I've been I a part of at Score again. North. I, I think if you listen to the show and you have not heard about this yet, listen up. Rami has a way that you might win. 50K just well, for watching some Bombas. They could break the record this weekend. Derek it's doesn't want it to possible. happen. They he could wants break it, it tonight. He wants to happen past Labor Day, so more <laughs> of you have a chance to sign up for this contest. But it could happen this weekend. I'm a giver, Rami. So don't miss out. Go get the Score North mobile app. Register using your name and email, and then enter the Bombas away for 50K sweepstakes in the Listener Rewards tab in the main menu. All you got to do is pick which player you think will hit number 268, that record-breaking home run. If that player does indeed hit that home run, you're entered to win $1,000. If that home run is a grand slam, you're entered to win $50,000. Again, all you got to do, download the Score North mobile app. If you, haven't already, if you haven't already, register using your name and email and enter the Bombas Away for 50K sweepstakes via the Listener Rewards tab right there in the main menu. It's, uh, it's a very cool deal, and I'm hoping that everyone who's eligible gets in on it because... If I resign for two days... Nope, sorry, we've already run by this possibility. We have talked with staffers who want to get in on this action, and unfortunately, our legal department has said, nah, that's uh, I can't, that's not exactly fair I can't to the just listeners. quit for two days, enter the contest, and then come back. Well, what? Would it be like a, like a sabbatical you're taking for 48 hours? We can call it that. I don't yeah. know how that works. Uh, I'm not a lawyer, so we might have to get some more... Qualified people involved on this. Let's uh, go to the phones, and if you want to jump in on the Score North First Place Twins show, 651-646-8255, or you can tweet us at SKOR North. Billy in Minneapolis dialed that phone number. Now he's on Score North. What's up, Bill? Hey, uh, as long as we're on the positive uh, plane here, um, have the Twins thought about, like, when they win, they make the World Series uh, when they're playing the National League Park, what they're going <laughs> to do with Cruz? Is there a position he could play, or...? Or uh, maybe hide him behind first base. I don't. I, I think he was an outfielder in, in the, you know in his previous years. But gosh, it would it'd be a shame not to have his bat in a National League park. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Love, love the call, Billy. Love the optimism reigns, and I can only share with you an anecdote from Fort Myers this spring. I had uh, Rocco Baldelli. I was just kind of getting to know him, getting to 
understand how he thinks about the game, how he's going to approach his new role as Twins manager. And somebody asked a question about how nice is it to have a big thumper at DH like Nelson Cruz. I mean, the cupcake of cupcake softball questions. Sure. And uh, Rocco didn't take the bait. Rocco did not want to talk about just how big Nelson Cruz's bat is. He also said, and I resent the, the, uh, the labeling. I don't, I don't view this guy as a DH. Sure, he's a great hitter. He's going to hit for some power. He's a complete hitter, and you'll be surprised by that a little bit. But we're also going to get a look at him in the outfield. He is going to run around a little bit. He brought his glove to spring training. And I kind of looked at that sideways, Rami. I, I got to be honest. I was like, wait, are we talking about the same Nelson Cruz? And are we talking about in 2019? This 38 going on 39-year-old is going to play right field for you at some point. And, by the way, where is he going to get the plate appearances with Rosario, Buxton, and Kepler? But they have at least thought about what it would be like to have Nelson Cruz running around in the outfield. I think it's informative that every opportunity they've had this year to do that, they've politely declined and preferred to give him the day off. Say, you know what, just go get your swings in the cage, get your nap, get your workout in the weight room, whatever you need to do, and we'll see you back in the American League. I know it doesn't mean much, but he does take outfield practice in pregame, does he not? I don't know if I've ever seen him shagging balls. balls. Every time I see Nelson Cruz... He's either in the clubhouse with the, like, what are those in-ear headphones? Yeah. Or he's walking around, and I'm not joking, walking around with his batting gloves and a bat in his hands. He, like, he's a superhero that just walks around ready to do damage. He's always got his tools with him. Uh, I don't know that I've seen him shagging balls. I could just be missing something, Rami, but I've been to a fair number of Twins games early this year. Uh, that doesn't stand out in my memory. I, I, should we remind, dare we remind Texas Rangers fans of Nelly Cruz? Careful, I don't think that wound has scabbed over yet, yeah. Manny. And I, I love Nelly. I'm as big a fan of, of Nelly Cruz as anybody, but I just keep, when I think of Nelson Cruz playing in the outfield, I keep thinking of game six of the 2011 World Series. And he if he was, caught that ball, the Rangers would have been world champs. And he was young uh, yeah. back then. So that I was think eight this, years ago. This is more about. But, let me say this, that Billy is on to something here. If you need him to play in a National League park and you need that bat in the lineup, possibly you could find a spot for him. You move him into, let's say, he plays right field, and then you choose between like Kepler and Rosario and Buxton, three guys for two spots in left and center. I have an idea. I, I think they'd be more likely to do that when the rest and recovery is not as big of a deal because, hey, maximum there's six games left to play here. Right. But I, I, I think it's instructive that that hasn't I, happened yet this I'm year. I'm about to do that thing that we tell people not to do here okay. on the Score North first place twins show. Of just, oh, boy. Just assuming anybody can play first base. But <laughs> C.J. Crone has, has not been himself since the thumb injury. You talked about the other day, Derek. Neither offensively nor defensively has he been the same guy since he had that thumb injury. I, I, I need Nelson Cruz's bat in the World Series. And I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves. If you're just turning this on and wondering why we're having hey, this discussion. Caller Billy a call, asked a caller asked how you yeah. get Nelson Cruz's bat in the lineup. And he's right. In optimism a National reigns. ballpark. Hashtag. Optimism does rain. And hashtag it's happening. And hashtag cut the brakes. Hashtag World Series attitude. Exactly. <laughs> Is that enough for you? I'm not saying put Nelson Cruz at first. Because I, I don't think he's athletic enough. And yes, it does take some athleticism to play first base and footwork and everything else. Max Kepler. 
Wow. At first base. So Max Kepler at first. That's a hot take. He has played three games there in his career and has a 1,000 fielding percentage. And the year, well, hey, <laughs> congratulations. I, too, have never missed a ball in the major leagues as a first baseman. Um, it's interesting. I, I don't like it at first blush, and I'll tell you why. He does have experience having done way, this. It's about three games. It's He's been at first at first base at one point during three games. He has 4.1 innings of experience <laughs> at third base. So at a little more base, than I mean. a third of a game. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, here's why I don't like it. He does have experience. I believe it was 2015 when he was trucking his way through the Southern League, and I don't remember if he won MVP that year in that league or if he just should have won MVP that year because he was a monster. Yeah. It was your first sign that... Max Kepler's not an ordinary prospect. This guy is going to be something special. During that season, I know he played a little bit of first base, but I was told it was more because of team need than, yeah, we're really looking at this guy as a future first base. Keep in mind, the Twins had Joe Maurer for like four more years at that point. It wasn't something that they had a pressing issue. How are we going to fill first base? The reason that I don't like moving Kepler in to put, I assume, you're saying Nelson Cruz out to right field? Sure, yeah. One of the corner outfields. I just think you're weakening the overall defense by doing that. Crone's a better first baseman than Kepler, and Kepler is far superior. And now I haven't seen Nelson Cruz play an inning of outfield. I don't think you need to. So I think I'm we can make the here. judgment he is far I, superior just, fielder. I'm just guessing, but I think it's a semi-informed speculative guess here. Max Kepler is a much, much better corner outfielder than Nelson Cruz. Maybe we're getting way, way too in the weeds on some minutiae here, but you might be better off just having Nelson Cruz as a loaded loaded gun on the bat. The old Earl Weaver theory, I need a loaded gun for the late innings. I get two guys on and my pitcher's up. Nelson Cruz pinch hit, three-run bomba might look pretty nice. So, so let me ask both of you guys this then. What is your best, if you're, okay, if the Twins, let's say the Twins make the World Series and... Is there enough yeah, wood gonna, in that studio, Manny, to make a <laughs> statement like this that? Whole I'm, table I'm knocking on the we table got you covered. Here. Hey, I'm, I'm the one who said my level of surprise would be a two if they got there. But, okay, let's say they do have to go to a National League park. What is your A lineup in a National League park for this team? There's no DH. Who do you, play, who do you put where? Righty or lefty you, on the mound for the other guys. Yeah, that's going to play a role in it. They, let's, they change okay, it up let's, a lot. Let's say, let's say it's a righty. Okay. So you're leading off with Kepler and Polanco, and you said this is in a National League and, park? And, and this is assuming that everybody's healthy. So let's assume that Buxton's healthy. Let's assume Marwin Gonzalez is healthy, Rosario. Everybody is healthy because you're, you're, you're going to have to make a tough decision because there's – You're going to have to make like three tough decisions, because yeah, right? there's guys that, that you want to have in your lineup that you're not going to be able to have out there. I think if you're not going to have the pop of Nelson Cruz, you – Almost have to get Miguel Sano in that lineup, don't you? Yeah. Oh, if you're yeah. not going to sacrifice defense and putting Cruz on the field, you're not sacrificing as much. You'll make that sacrifice with Miguel Sano to still keep the pop in the lineup, right? 100%. So he's 100%. at third base. Yep. That's one of the decisions that you have to make, right? Yep. Your outfield is is your Set. is your A outfield, right? Yep. It's Buxton, Rosario, and Kepler. Don't think twice about it. Um, at shortstop, Polanco, shortstop, no question. Right, second base. It's between Arise and uh, and Jonathan if it, Scope. If it's a righty, it's probably Arise, right? Very well, could be. Yeah. We're talking October here. Does that dynamic change for a 22-year-old? The other guy you might consider at second base, Marwin Gonzalez. Marwin. Another switch hitter. How many of those guys have 
won games in the World Series before. How many right. of those guys have stared down the barrel against Kenley Jansen and got him in the World Series? Marwin has. I'd consider getting his his glove, his bat in there. and ah. At first base? No, no, at, as, second a, base? as a consideration for second base. And, and sure, he's in consideration for first base, too, with C.J. Crone. Uh, Jason Castro is probably my catcher against a righty. Mitch Garver against the Whoa, lefty. Whoa, you're sitting Garver? You, Derek Wetmore, the Rest president of the Mitch Garver fan club? Rest in recovery, baby. It's important even wow. in the World Series. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's that's this is a fun thing, man. Have you yeah. seen his per 600? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have I seen it? But, then, but, but think Have about I that. Seen it? But think about that, though. Yeah. If, if you roll with that lineup, Derek, think about what you have on your bench That's as far exactly as right. pinch hitting options. You would have a Nelson Cruz. You would have Mitch Garver. You would have Jake John- Cave. Jake Cave, Jonathan Scope. You would have all of these guys that are not in your starting lineup as pinch hitter options. Yeah, A-Ray, late in the, game. the other thing, too, it's I not wonder, a bad problem to has have. Jake Cave played his way into considerably more playing time or is it as simple as what rami just said when you have your a lineup all healthy no i'm it's, starting it's buxton. buxton rosario and kepler okay. every day okay if those three guys are healthy i don't know i i guess i didn't plan on getting put on a world series tangent here with this twins team i had fun with we're it. getting ahead of ourselves obviously they yeah. have to get there first but. i will say i i blame caller billy Caller Billy got us ahead of ourselves here. I've I've been saying all year I'm one series at a time guy, and you got four with the kiddies coming up, and here I am talking about Ken Nelson Cruz play right field in the World Series. I don't blame Caller Billy. I give I credit either. to Caller Billy. I'm for, just kidding. For but, hashtag optimism reigns. But even even if you factor in having a DH, there's still some decisions that you're going to have to make. Like oh. who is going to have who's going to have to sit and who's going to have to be in your lineup and to the next, depending on the matchup. Let's take this to the next level because Manny's point's a great one. And, and you, you hit on this with your question, but we didn't say it explicitly. The fact that you're having to make decisions, some people would say that's a bad thing, right? you got three quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. But in this case, I think this Twins team is legitimately so deep that having those difficult decisions to make, again, righty-lefty, you know, where are you playing? What skill set are you seeking in the World Series? The fact that you have to make those legitimate decisions, it's going to be a tough challenge for Rocco Baldelli and Derek Shelton, James Rose, that whole company to make, but it's a great sign that the Twins have a deep, talented team that I think absolutely is pointing towards the World Series. Now, provided everybody is stay healthy. Because yeah, we that's just, a big if. You know, I said, hey, this is provided that Byron Buxton is healthy, and that's, for now, as far as we know, that's still a big if. That's a big, big if. I, I think it'd be actually jumping the gun a little bit to say that they will have everybody right. healthy in October. But provided that happens, did you guys see Andy McCullough's piece in The Athletic? Um, I think he wrote this a couple of days ago. But basically... You know, you know Andy. Andy's covered. Uh, he covered the World Series Royals uh, with the Kansas City Star, and he went and covered the uh, Dodgers for the L.A. Times. And he's with the Athletic now. He's kind of a national baseball writer. One of my favorite writers, and he wrote about the Twins the other day about in an age of super team, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Astros, all these teams that get accolades and credits for. Whoa, that team's just so. I don't know how anybody could beat them in October. Well, Andy wrote, in an age of super teams, don't forget about the Twins. Don't forget about the 2019 Minnesota Twins, your soon-to-be all-time MLB club home run record leaders. He said, don't forget about the Twins, and I don't know, maybe we get into that story 
um, on the other we side of it. We should talk about that a little bit. Because it's basically like we get in this bubble in Minnesota and uh, Bomba Soda and wherever you live and cheer for the Twins, it's like, well, they've got this strength and this weakness, but there are a bunch of people outside of the Bomba Soda bubble who are saying, Hey, how come nobody's talking about the Twins? That's a really good team over there that uh, not only hits bombas, but they they are tra- the, like the the parade route. Yeah, well we <laughs> twin, Twins. If you need that, we've been talking about it since May, so we can we can hand you the blueprints of where you need to turn and who's the Grand Marshal. We've think, got the plan. The parade's already planned, Rami. Let's not kid ourselves. Is the bomba bus at the front? Well, that the would be dangerous. The brakeless a, 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 bus. a pace car with no brakes uh, seems like an awfully dangerous proposition. Maybe we just... It's just going to be a slow roll at that point. Maybe we have to put it like in a velodrome for the winter so it just goes around and around <laughs> in a circle. <laughs> and we're not worried about any damage to the vehicle or any spectators. <laughs> but we should talk about that, Andy McCullough piece and those Minnesota Twins because it's the Score North First Place Twins Show live from Bombasota. The land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number is 26. <laughs> we're at the Minnesota State Fair. We are just off of Chambers Street, Chambers Street I should say, on the left edge of the grandstand and back right after this on 1500 scorenorth.com and the score north mobile app soft you're gonna eat a fried stick of butter or no it's score north live from the minnesota state fair high and deep to center field angles back at the wall it's gone and after eight singles the Twins now hit back-to-back home runs. And number 22 for C.J. Crone. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North First Place Twins show live from Bombasota. The land of 10,000 rakes. Rami Makhlouf, Derek Wetmore out here just off of Chamber Street on the left end of the grandstand. We have Manny Hill out here as well on the other side of the glass inside the Score North house. If you stop by the Score North house, out here at the State Fair. Check out the Score North uh, merchandise booth where if you show us your Score North mobile app, you'll receive a $5 t-shirt. Also, we are donating all proceeds from the All Arise t-shirts to Luis Arise's favorite charity, the Ronald McDonald House. So come on That one here. doesn't need it. It doesn't? No. Are you sure about yeah, that? Yeah, it's just I've, I've seen the, their work. They do great work. It's just Ronald McDonald. It's just Ronald McDonald. Yeah, yeah. And you're sure about that? Just to clear that up, I don't know what the sheet says there. Okay. I know you're only reading what's what's been written. I'm Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy, exactly. It's uh, it's a great cause. So I got my Luis Arise shirt earlier this week, and I only said that so I could say his last name in front of you, Rami. How's my pronunciation? It's not bad. Not as good as I believe his name was Mike. Mike yesterday. It was Mike yesterday. I saw that video on Twitter. uh, Score North. Arise me if you want to see that video. Check it out at score north was that a bit on your end did you like play it down so that he no could man beat you? mike is just good mike it is was, just really good it was on all levels because the pronunciation I mean, the the power he played to the crowd and the showmanship yeah. i was just gonna say yeah, he's no, like he nailed it he had the crowd around his finger here yesterday. Derek, sometimes you just own that l and okay. I, I i took an l yesterday okay. all right i wasn't trying to rub it in i just wanted to if you had some insider info that you could maybe reveal with the listeners, I was going to let you. But. but I don't dwell on the losses, kind of like the Minnesota Twins. And uh, that was kind of the subject of Andy McCullough's piece <laughs> at The Athletic that you mentioned uh, before the break. And I just want to read, I know you read some of this before the break, but if you're just tuning in, some of the quotes from this piece from Andy McCullough, which uh, if you want to check it out at The Athletic, 
It is titled, I want to make sure I get this right, in a league of super teams, don't forget about the Twins. And we had Thad Levine on in the first hour of the Score North First Place Twins show. If you want to check that out, I'm sure it'll be posted shortly at scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. But some quotes from, from Thad Levine in the Andy McCullough piece says, One thing we've tried to do, and I think the manager supports this, is celebrate every success. Let's celebrate the successes and minimize the failures. However, the season goes. We've had some really special moments for the maturation of this franchise, and that will be totally unimpacted by what happens the rest of the year. Now I hope that something gloriously delicious happens for the rest of the year, but we're trying to subscribe less to the idea that it only matters what happens in the end. We've had some pretty nice moments. If you want... Something gloriously delicious. You come yeah. out here to the State Fair, Thad Levine. Okay, fair. If you have a few minutes. But uh, I think that's that's a great approach to take to it from from a player and an, an organizational standpoint, Derek. Yeah, it is. And I also liked, I was reading that piece um, this morning in The Athletic. Uh, I liked Jake Odorizzi's quote about this. Again, we talk about Jake Odorizzi here because in May he was the American League ERA leader, Jake Odorizzi, and we had to slap that tagline anytime we wanted to talk about Odo. You used that to introduce him. Then we're talking about him as the R-E-L-A-X guy because he's the one that came out and said, hey, everybody relax. It's we gonna be know fine. Cleveland's a good team, but guys, it's going to be just fine. Everything's going to be fine, he said. I like his quote in here. It's simple and to the point. He says, just like the Yankees and the Astros, you can't take a break against a lineup like ours. And I like where Odorizzi's going with that. Yeah, you, maybe you have to beat a guy like Justin Verlander. But Justin Verlander is still human, and he is going to like nothing more than to avoid a lineup like the Twins, avoid a lineup like the Yankees. We'll see what happens once the chips fall in October and everything like that. But I loved Odorizzi's perspective on just like those teams that everyone's calling a super team, the Twins are right up there in terms of depth and quality, at least from a lineup standpoint. Do you think Twins fans recognize that yet? Yeah, I do. I, I think I think you hear from people on Twitter who don't think it's good enough. But the more and more I see people out and about, whether it's at the State Fair or whether it was at our live show at Modest Brewing or people who read and subscribe to my Twins newsletter. When I hear back from those people, there are concerns, of course. Hey, you know, did they do enough to fix the pitching staff? Should we have gotten a starter and all that stuff? But by and large, I think they're enjoying this ride and how great this Twins team is as they march towards 98, 99, or 100 wins this season. I, I think people see that. You do. You think that they, just like Thad Levine talked about, are appreciating each success as it comes along and not focusing on the failures and, and not even not even looking to what the end result will be, sort of, to get a little zen on you. Enjoy the journey and not worry about the destination. That's right. That's it. It is, it is a journey, and the point of the journey is the travel, not the spot where you land. But, man, oh, man, I, I do think that there is a huge portion of this fan base who's just excited right now, like excited for this September race with the Indians, excited for what it might bring for October. And do you watch a game and get mad if, uh, if uh, oh, who's a good example? Like if, if Cody Stashak is pitching and coughs up a lead or something, if Trevor May hangs a curveball and it turns into a three-run bomba the other way, like, of course, it's okay to get mad or you get frustrated along the way. But then I think, by and large, Rami, a lot of people that I hear from anyways are then tuning in 
First pitch for the next game and rooting on Kyle Gibson. Hey, let's go get him today. One series at a time is the theory that I've kind of espoused this year. And I think there are a lot of people who, despite frustrations and disappointments, are like, yeah, man, this is awesome. Let's see how many wins they wind up at and see who they face in October. I think there are a ton of people that are enjoying the ride, Rami. I hope so, because, and you're right, Twitter does tend to skew negative. Social media in general tends to skew negative, especially. Well, think about it. Who, what are you going to, are you going to tweet? I don't know. I feel pretty normal right now. No, you tweet the extremes. Like, right. I'm thrilled to the moon, or put that guy in a rocket and blast him to the sun. Like, those are the things that you see retweeted on Twitter. Yeah. You don't see, oh, it's like a decent, nice little outing for Brios yesterday, and I'm comfortable with the sweep as human beings you don't see that. anger is one of our main motivators to action you that that's just that's a fact twitter pushes buttons man that uh i i don't think it's very representative like when was the last time you were in a restaurant and heard somebody say i need to speak to your manager because your service was great <laughs> you guys are just awesome you did exactly what i expected <laughs> <laughs> nothing more nothing less i'm just pleased enough and i'll leave a 20 percent. i want to i want to make sure your boss knows <laughs> just how great you are please just super Can ordinary them over i need to know but, yeah, exactly right. But the reason why I asked that, I, and it was Twitter, so take that with the grain of salt that that comes with, but I saw Patrick Royce a few nights ago going back and forth with a guy who's making the case that 99 wins wasn't that great. Does and Pat get into dust-ups on Twitter ever? A little bit, and it's fun. I'll it's, have to, it's fun I'll to have watch. To follow and see. And then I opened up it, the following morning after I watched that debate go happen or go back and forth on Twitter I opened the the athletics uh, power rankings and they do like a little one or two paragraph write up on each team and the twins number four in the power rankings at 79 and 51 when this was written but this was the write up hey hey twins fans I need you to look me in the eyes stop worrying stop worrying about the fact that the division lead is down from 11 and a half to three and a half Stop worrying about Jose Barrios. No, I'm serious. Stop it. The <laughs> Twins have been the biggest surprise in baseball this year. No one picked them to win the AL Central, and yet you've watched them hit dinger after dinger as they brought you joy all summer long. No one can take that away from you. Remember all those sweet, sweet boomstick moments. Are the Twins <laughs> going to win the Central? I have no idea. But you've been given a huge surprise, a team that has led the division nearly all year, like all surprises, that's going to end someday, maybe even soon. You can't control the future, but you can enjoy what happens between now and then, right? Uh, yeah, yes, and? <laughs> I'm trying really, really hard not to say yes, but. Um, man, I, like, I don't know. I'm not even. That was Levi Weaver who wrote that, by the way, for the Athletic. And he was, uh, I saw Levi getting into some uh, Twitter spats about some of the power rankings, too. I think he does a good job for what it's worth. It, to me, it's, I'm not even saying this will for sure end, so you might as well enjoy August. I'm saying this has a non-zero chance of finishing in a World Series title, and we treat it like it's a zero percent. We treat it like, ah, there are better teams than us. You know, Houston's a super team, so why should we even go to October? Ah, Barrios had a tough month of August, so why are we even playing games in September? And I'm here to say, like, fine, I think we should talk about the shortcomings and how they can be improved and going forward, not only for this October, but into the winter and next spring, What's the best thing for the Twins? How can they act on it? But I'm just, I've been pulling my hair out, man, about the, eh, why, why would the Twins even show up? The also-ran Twins. And I'm like, the also-ran Twins that are going to win 99 games this year. That, that also-ran Twins team? 
I just think we've lost such perspective, not locally necessarily, but I'm talking globally of like the Dodgers could win the World Series, the Yankees could win the World Series, and the Astros could win the World Series. Everybody else, thanks for selling thanks tickets for this year. Thanks yeah. for contributing to the prize money for one of those three Grab teams. Grab your consolation prize on the way out the <laughs> we'll door. We'll get you Thank a wristband. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, that part, I don't get it. I don't get mad or worked up about it, but it doesn't make sense to me. And while we're telling you to enjoy the moment and not get too far ahead of yourselves, uh, yesterday on the show we asked a question on a scale of 1 to 10, what would be your level of surprise if the Minnesota Twins won the 2019 World Series? And you framed it as if you came from the future and told us that yes. the Twins won <laughs> yeah, the World right. Series. I'm time-traveling expert. Garnering you the nickname Future Boy from uh, <laughs> Glenn Perkins. So we put it out there on Twitter, and I wanted to read some of the responses here real quick since oh, we're perfect. talking about enjoying this. And, and do you really know how good a team this is or how good a chance they have at doing something special? Uh, first response under the tweet, Sam says, no chance at making it to the ALCS. Oh, yeah, no chance. That wasn't what we yep. asked you. We asked you if they won the World Series, what would be your level well, of surprise? Sam, too, is from the future because he tells us no chance. Dave, no chance of the ALCS. Okay. Dave tweeting at Score North says, Nine, I can't see them getting by Houston or the Dodgers given the fragility of their starters, of our starters versus their starters. Okay. Fair play. That's a, it's a fair point. I would rather have Houston's rotation. Tom Schaefer said, on a scale of 1 to 10, his level of surprise would be a 32. <laughs> I don't think it would be... Now, I said yesterday... I know Tom a little bit. I think he's exaggerating. It would, for me, it would be around, and I said this yesterday, around a five. Yeah, like I'm, I'm moderately surprised. Mildly surprised, <laughs> like right, right in the middle. Sure. I wouldn't pick them to win the World Series, no, but partly be just, uh, because they're a real good team. They're a really good baseball team who can really hit the ball. And when their pitchers are, are, are right, they, they have an okay pitching staff. And the bullpen has become somewhat of a strength. But at the end, on top of that, in Major League Baseball, there is, I mean, every year the playoffs are pretty much wide open. This isn't the NBA or the NFL where you have one or two teams that you can point at at the start and say, yeah, they're going to be at least playing for a championship. For sure. Super teams lose all the time, and good, not excellent, superior team. The Boston Red Sox last year looked dominant on their way to winning a World Series title. And what were we talking about in July? Boy, they better add to this bullpen. Behind Craig Kimbrell, they've got nothing in that pen. And then Craig Kimbrell wasn't even the biggest factor for why they won the World Series. It was Joe Kelly. It was Brazier. It was like you're, you're projecting angst going forward. This was Boston media, national media, certainly Red Sox fans across the country. Ah, this bullpen's not good enough to get it done. Not good enough to get you to the finish line. And what did they do? They won the freaking World Series over a great Dodgers team. Right. I'm just saying, like, we can talk about super teams and power rankings in August, and it's fun. We don't know who's going to win the World Series this year, and the Twins are one of the teams with a shot. Joey Franchise said uh, his level of surprise would be 655,439. That's uh, quite a big exaggeration on a scale of 1 to 10, but uh, take his vote for what it's worth, which is one point. Minnesota Nice Guy says 8 because getting to the World Series will be so difficult with the Astros and Yankees in the AL and facing the Dodgers in the World Series. Fair play. That That is a very good analysis. Eight is just higher than my level of surprise would be I like, if you told me that. I like Matt's response. He gave us the the progress of the season in terms of, if you, he said if you told him at the beginning of the season, 12. At the All-Star break, 7. 
a month ago nine. Now he's at about an eight. Seven. So it's fluctuated. You told me at the All-Star break that the Twins won the World Series. I'd be like, well, yeah, I'd be more surprised if you said they didn't. <laughs> team was the best team in baseball for two months. Uh, we got to get to a break. Did you have something else real It's just quick? a quick thing yeah, on that ahead. final, on that Andy McCullough piece, that Jake Odorizzi's final line. I think it caps this conversation pretty well. Now, granted, this is from a biased perspective. It's somebody wearing a Twins jersey inside the Twins clubhouse. But he says, quote, we're built pretty well for the playoffs. From the deep standpoint of a lineup and pitching, too, he says, and this is from a starting pitcher, Rami, he says pitching in the postseason is usually five innings, four to five innings, and when it's a little hairy, you go to the bullpen. Exactly. The Twins are going to count on four starters in October and four, maybe five arms out of the bullpen. If you trust that group of eight pitchers to get you to the finish line with one of the best offenses in baseball history, then you should be trusting this Twins team and where they're at relative to the rest of the league. Hey, a uh, quick on-air production meeting here. We're, we're at the State Fair, and I, I'm not capable of doing what guys like Manny do. Uh, do we have the capability, because it is Friday, and I don't know if we just forgot this. Oh, man, whoa. Do what? we have the capability of playing, did the Twins bullpen do its job live out at the State Fair? We we do, yes. We do. Okay. We have the music. Is Rom Rami here? Are we sure Rom Rami go is check. here? Go check. I can go back and find go him. Back and find he him. was go at back the, and find him? He mm-hmm. was at the deep fried, uh, I think he was getting hot dish on a stick the last time I saw Rom Rami. Okay. So we'll, we'll get him up here we'll on see stage. see if we can track him down and we have to play. Did the Twins bullpen do its job live from the Minnesota State Fair? If you're out here, if you're looking for us, if you're coming out later, because Score North is live from noon to 6 out at the State Fair today. And on the final day, Monday, we're off of Chambers Street on the left edge of the grandstand. Stop by and say hi. It's Derek Wetmore. I'm Rami Makloff, Manny Hill, and the Score North First Place Twins Show. Back right after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. It's Score North live from the Minnesota State Fair. Yes, it is Score North from the Minnesota State Fair, and it's time for a Score North download. It's 144. I'm Manny Hill. One more segment of the uh, Score North uh, First Place Twin Show coming up here in just moments. And uh, we've also got Purple Daily coming up at uh, the top of the hour, 2 o'clock. Myron Medcalf going to join uh, Matthew Collar here on the porch here at Score North at the fair for all things NFL and Vikings discussion. So stay tuned for that. And, of course, Mackie and Judd with Rami coming up from 4 to 6. So we're live and local here at the great Minnesota get-together here at Score North up until 6 o'clock today. Now uh, now back for one final segment of the Score North First Place Twin Show and uh, Rami, I have found Ram Rami. I have, I have found oh, we him. Tracked so him let's, down. Yeah, okay, so good. Let's, All right. We're here. We're here. Oh, there he is right there. Let's run, everybody. It's time to play America's favorite new game show. Did the Twins bullpen do its job? Or we find out if the Twins bullpen did its job. And now your host live from the Minnesota State Fair, Eric Wetmardet. Take it away. Ron Rami, thank you so much for the warm introduction. And to the studio audience watching, thanks for coming out to the great Minnesota get-together. Uh, Manny, you're the contestant today, but also, would you go get Rami from the back, too? Because I think we should have two contestants play off each other. <laughs> okay. Rami, uh, if you want to put that headset on right there, and we'll play the... Uh, hey, Derek. Hey. The, yeah, hey, I'm back, man. Thanks for coming, man. Yeah, no I, problem. Sorry, I knew you were going to get some food, but uh-huh. just wait one more second. It's all good. I can wait. Ten more uh, minutes. We have a very short version, potentially, of the game, did the Twins' bullpen do its job? Because yesterday, Jose Brios did 
his job. He he looked pretty good through. Yes. <laughs> give, give him one for there that. There you go, Jose, just for old time's sake. And uh, Randy Dobnak came in. Recent call-up for the Twins, came up as a fresh arm. I think he was the transaction for Lewis Thorpe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Randy Dobnak is the kind of guy, by the way, boys, that would have started Thursday's game in my pitching plan. The rest plan to give everybody an extra day. Anyways, I won't waste any more time with that. He pitched three innings and gave up zero earned runs. He did give up two unearned runs when Jorge Polanco committed a couple of, well, one bad error in the ninth inning, and then one that just kind of hopped on him that could happen at any shortstop. Uh, two runs to make it 10-5. Twins still win comfortably, and nobody else has to pitch in the game. Manny did Randy Dobnak do his job Thursday against the White Sox. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would say For he the, did. Yeah. Pretty easy, right? I mean, honestly, in... in Consideration of the considering the the situation of the game, I don't give a damn that he gave up two runs. They were unearned. They were unearned. They weren't his fault. And even if they were earned runs, to me it doesn't matter because I think the bigger thing is Rocco Baldelli didn't have to go out and get him and take him out of the yep. game and bring in another arm. So he gave him three innings yesterday. It's a fantastic job by him. And Rocco Baldelli did not have to dip anywhere deeper into his bullpen. So credit as, to him. As much as I was wringing my hands over Barrios taking the mound yesterday for the midday start, Rami, you know, when your bats come out and give you four runs, two runs in the second, two more in the third, and you're staked to an 8 nothing lead after three, life is pretty good for you as a starting pitcher in the big leagues. I think that's something that... I don't know, goes, maybe goes unnoticed when we talk about the performance of pitchers. And when the Twins were, were in a rough stretch, I look back on those games, and there were a ton of those games in the Indian series specifically where the other team was getting out to leads early on the Minnesota Twins, and that changes the way that you pitch. I, I compare it to a defense in football. If your offense can get a big lead early and put the other team in, in a position where they have to throw, you can pin your ears back and, and, and chase and chase down the quarterback, and it changes the way you can attack and the way you can play. And the same can be said for a pitcher. Give Jose Barrios a lead early in a game, and that completely changes the type of pitcher that he is. He feels like he can attack the zone a little bit more because somebody taking one over the wall isn't gonna isn't gonna cost him a lead or, or tie the game up. You know what I mean? It's 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 easier to be a pitcher and easier to attack as a pitcher when you get an early lead. I think that's probably the best thing they can do for Jose Barrios to get him back on track. And people are going to say, how can you vote against Barrios right now? Well, yes, but just about any pitcher that's on the big league roster right now should have been able to be trusted for three innings plus against the White Sox with an eight-run lead. I, I'm just saying, you know, if you pulled somebody else and put them in that spot, it could have worked out nicely. Now, to the benefit of the Twins and Barrios, he's probably got a little confidence going right now. He's right. probably, after making that outing and saying, you know what, hey, I'm still working through some mechanical things, and I know I'm not 100%, and maybe I'm a little tired in my body and mind at this point of the season, but you know what? I've got good stuff. I'm good enough. I belong here in the big leagues, and I got those guys out. I think that's probably a nice springboard for Jose going into September, too. So the Twins' bullpen did its job. Is that what we've determined? Yeah, I mean, that was a pretty easy one, right? Okay. Like, <laughs> sounds good. Now, the rest, of the, uh, the rest of the month, I almost said rest of the summer. Summer's over. This is the state fair. The rest of the month, what I'm looking for going into October, 
A, how many arms are here, and B, how do they patch together games now? Because this isn't audition time. This isn't a hundred lost team looking at who's going to be in the bullpen next year. This is, hey, are we going to win 95 games or are we going to win 100 games? Hey, are the Indians going to make this close and a race and we have to fight for the crown? Or are we just going to put our foot on their throat right now and not give them a chance to get back in this AL Central race? I think so much of that is what happens with the pitching staff starting on Sunday. It wouldn't hurt to get Byron Buxton back in the near future either. That would help. That would help. That would help. Just to get healthy in general. I don't. I, Kepler doesn't seem like a long-term concern. Sano doesn't seem like a long-term concern. No, uh, we talked with Thad Levine earlier, and he said that it looks like they dodged a potentially dangerous bullet when it comes to Marwin Gonzalez. They found no tears in, in the abdomen or, or the oblique with him, something that they were worried about before the test results came in. So right now your major concern health-wise is Byron Buxton, Derek. Yeah, it is. And the Twins, they don't seem to have a... I think what Thad said was great to us earlier on the show. They don't seem to have like a concrete answer or a timetable or a day that Byron Buxton is going to be back. But what they're basically saying is, okay, he wasn't ready to take the next full step forward. He wasn't ready to take the leap to playing in the big leagues with that shoulder. So instead, we're going to back him off of baseball. We know we got a little runway here. We'd love to get him back as soon as possible. Now I'm paraphrasing and putting words into his mouth. But what the Twins are trying to do with their center fielder is strengthen. Make sure that that shoulder's ready to go, that you've got stability, whether it's in the joint or whatever. I'm not a doctor. I just host a show that talks about the Twins and tends to have a lot of medical issues, in part because of the center fielder. One thing that I can tell you is that if they are able to get that range of motion back and like strength and stability and they're not worried about re-injuring it, they'll be in a much, much better place than they are today with Byron Buxton. That would be huge for them, Rami. The other day when we were talking with Dan Hayes on the show and he seemed to be buying what the Twins were selling and telling us why he was buying what the Twins were selling. This was right after the setback that wasn't a setback, according to the Minnesota Twins, over the weekend and, and early in the week for Byron Buxton. And I said after we hung up with Dan Hayes that I felt better about the Byron Buxton situation. And I, where before that, I, I saw it all as spin, what the Twins were saying. And it was uh, Judd, and I don't remember who else. What Manny, you might have been. The, I was being I was being told basically that I'm gu- gullible and, and buying the spin <laughs> and buying what what the Twins are selling when it comes to Byron Buxton. Do you feel better today than you did a few days ago after we talked with Thad Levine and after reading some comments by him and others in the organization about the status of Byron Buxton? Do you feel better today than you did on Monday and Tuesday when words first started coming down that? He had been. He had been. He had had his rehab assignment halted. No, not really. I I think I'm at the same spot of boy. You'd rather have him that that guy in the lineup right now. But the timetable. Uh, well, if the timetable is two more weeks, it's two more weeks. It's fine. Like it'd be nice to 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 know or have a guess as to when he would be back on the field. I do like that he's back with the team at least, and it's not just like this depressive spiral of going and working out on your own in Fort Myers, Florida, like trying to work your way back. But still, I mean, I here's why I'm concerned. It's now gotten to the length of time, guys, where I don't think you can just plop him into the lineup, snap your fingers, and say, go be our number nine hitter. Go make contact. Go identify big league sliders. I think it's gotten to the spot now where you're going to miss a month of game action. Now I want to see a runway for him to work his way back up at the plate 
before I even know what Byron Buxton is for the rest of the year. Having the glove back and the arm and the speed out in center field, awesome. A huge plus for the Twins, no two ways about it. But offensively, we're now at a length of time that I, I just I have to question, like, what is he going to contribute? What's he going to provide when he does get back on the field? And is he going to be able to stay healthy once he is back, too? Is well, I mean, I think we've answered that question. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's that's not the, the answer you want, but it's an answer. I think yeah. there's different levels of health when we talk about Byron Buxton. Danny was talking the other day about the, the possibility of him only getting back to a point where you feel comfortable throwing him out there as a late-game defensive replacement or as a pinch runner. And then there is another level where he could be back to being your everyday center fielder. Given how hot Jake Cave is, if he stays that hot and continues to produce at the level that he's produced, what percent of Byron Buxton do you need to get him back to where he's you plug him in as your everyday center fielder and tell Jake Cave you're reserved to a bench roll? Is 80% Byron Buxton good enough? Does he have to get to 90%? No, I want 100. You want 100% Byron Buxton? I'm greedy. I want 100 for October. <laughs> That's why. Otherwise, like, you're starting Jay Cave? Well, based on the way he's playing right now, you just said if he stays as hot as he is. Oh, you mean like one of the best hitters in baseball over the last month? Yeah, I'll take that guy. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. And we should say this, too. Like, Jake Cave's made some kind of boneheaded plays in the outfield. but He's, he's made a some gr- really nice but, ones, too. But he's a good baseball player. He's, yeah. he's got speed. He's got a strong arm. I've seen him throw to the wrong base a couple of times, and like he's done some dives where you're like, what were you thinking there? But he is a good baseball player, a good big league outfielder. I would take my chances with him. Oh, I don't know, though, Derek. 80% Byron Buxton is still pretty damn good. I'd probably take 80%. 80% Byron Buxton is still pretty good. Over a 450 hitter over the last month? Like, Part of this is... I don't think Jake Cave is going to okay, continue. Okay, let's say he comes back down to earth a right. little bit. Yeah, then he's a great fourth outfielder. He's a he's a he's a great guy to have on your twenty-five man roster, or especially when rosters expand in September. But there's no replacing peak Byron Buxton. I'm not yeah. here to argue that. It's there is nothing that could happen right now, guys, that could have me feeling great about how the rest of the year is going to go for him. And and I'm Mister Optimism. I think that'd be fair to say. That's you fair. can accuse me of that. With following this Twins team, I'm hashtag optimism reigns. But if Byron Buxton gives a good medical report today and the trainers are like, yeah, he's doing great, this is awesome, you should have seen him jump over that building yesterday and then he was doing handstand push-ups, I'd be like, (laughs) okay, well, his shoulder must be feeling better. But then you put him in the lineup tonight and I'd be like, all right, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen because I just, with the track record that he has, not only this year but dating back a few years, I will just be... You can hope for the best, but I will be holding my breath to see what will happen with Byron Buxton and the Twins for the rest of the year. You know who's feeling good and happy right now? I don't know if you saw him. Uh-uh. Judd Zolgad just walked past us. Was he doing handstand push-ups? No, he had a two-foot-long corn dog and the biggest, literally the biggest <laughs> smile I've ever yeah. seen on the face of Judd Zolgad. Oh, wow. Does he have the boomstick, or I, is it a different no, foot No, it's, it's a different... No, that thing was two feet long. I'm not exaggerating. Oh. A two-foot-long corn dog. Jeez. And he's coming up next, I think, to join Matthew Collar wow. for Purple Daily. He's going to have to power Matt that Dan, thing down. Here as well. yeah. Dang, it's a party. That's next. This has been the Score North First Place Twins Show live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number is 26, and we're back on Monday with more Twins Talk for you on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app.